0: It's late to Roy. This is for the. A three wins the series. It's Lillard. He got the shut off. Lillard. Yeah!
1: Welcome into the Backyard Blazers podcast. I'm your host, Connor Scott, and joining me, as always, is the other Backyard Blazers, Tyler, Kyle, and Tom on the ones and twos. And as a special treat tonight, I think we're even going to be talking to some of our friends down in San Francisco, Randall Tanner and Sam Lee, kind of give a recap of... Not only the recent series, the Blazers unfortunately lost against the Los Angeles Lakers, but then take a second to kind of remember what was a very fun season, season with a lot of highs, definitely a lot of lows as well. Um, it'll be nice to have a little bit of variety from those two to hear what they thought in regards to your Portland Trail Blazers. But before we dive into all that, in apologies in order, Kyle, I watched Bob Lazar doc. Oh, I'm in. So did I. Yeah, I'm so Team I. Lazar. Oh, you have I'm team no Lazar. idea
2: how excited that makes me. I, I Tyler texted. He was on board. I'm glad, Con. You're on board. See, here's and the this thing. This is rare. This is rare for
1: yeah, me because I'm not an thing. opinion. I, I'm usually just stubborn as hell. It, like
2: what, when you Still watch it, it, you like charge. listen to the guy talking. You're like, he doesn't like come off as a wacko to me. You know, what I mean? he just comes off as like a guy that like seems fairly normal. That has told the same story for thirty plus forty years, and like That's things just keep coming true. So I'm like, to me, when I look at these kind of like conspiracy things, I'm like, do they like one? Do they seem psycho? And two, is there any actual physical evidence that kind of backs their case? And he has those things. Yeah, so, like that was the only reason why I wanted you guys to like watch it because God knows there's everybody in this planet that believes in conspiracies. Will be like, oh dude, trust me, just watch this documentary, <laughs> you'll change everything. But this was one of the few that I think actually yeah. is like.
3: The only thing I—I'm I, sure he's told the story a bajillion times throughout this whole fiasco from the '80s till now, but he just seemed like he didn't have the enthusiasm as much in this,
1: which is good. I think. Yeah, he seems strange because, because it he's it like, helped. I'm overtelling it. Yeah, it helped
3: me because I'm like, okay, this dude's just like telling the truth. What happened? Yeah. Right. Like if, if that was the case, I'd kind of be like overbearing about it, but he's just. What he's experienced is what he's spitting out there. Well,
1: and the other thing that kind of made me switch teams is he's not saying anything that crazy. Like, he's literally saying there's nine flying saucers in area 51 and yes. i know that may seem especially in the 80s that would sound ridiculous uh-huh. I, I totally get right. that but right now in this day and age i'm like only nine yeah I would especially <laughs> when
2: the government just released was that like a couple months back they released that ufo footage from the yeah no like that was yeah didn't he bring that up as tom's topic topics? i yeah. think so like it kind of just like goes along with everything that those people were saying too, like the Air Force people that were flying those planes basically yep. came out and backed up his story. So it's like, I to will, me, it just seems like there's a lot of evidence in his favor.
1: I'm, I will say I'm still not as on board the Tom DeLong train, uh, former Blink-182 oh, yeah, lead singer guitarist. Weird. And he uh, he actually, yeah, he funded his own extraterrestrial research company that I believe failed and then was picked up by the government in 2019 when they restarted. Really weird story, but he's, he's a little more of like that excitable crazy guy okay. you're talking about. Um, And then another thing I wanted to jump to, I was scrolling through Twitter here right before we started, and I was in the fun section. You know, I'm a fun guy. Me and Kawhi have that in common. And so one of the subjects that came up was, what's your state's favorite summer dessert? And so being all Oregonians, us Mm. four on this podcast, Tom, this is going to include you as well. um, I want you three to first take a guess before I reveal what Oregon's favorite summer dessert is. I'm going to go with the
3: strawberry ice cream
1: oh Sorry, like like like,
3: an, like a Alpenrose, a cone alpenrose strawberry ice cream is like to die for and that's kind of like local Portland. local you know our dairy situation but that's that's first thing that popped or Marionberry. berry it might be marion berry is a good one yes. marion
1: Berry's you see that in I pretty much gonna, every store <laughs> i
2: was gonna say something berry related but i was gonna go more pie i feel like oh. pies are like a it's okay. a pretty generic category so i'm gonna go with like a berry pie, or
3: something okay, like maybe that. a yeah. cobbler. Oh yeah, yes. <laughs> I don't.
1: Does anyone actually know the difference between
0: a pie <laughs> no, and a no, cobbler? Really, no. <laughs> <laughs> None.
3: Tommy, what do you got?
4: I'm losing the word for it right now, but not like a pound cake, but like shortbread. Shortbread. Yes. Wow, I think you too. With like strawberries, it's like a short pretty cake. Portland thing. And then and with the whipped cream, like I feel like mm. you're messing with us right now. Like we're not gonna guess what it is. So oh, you know are not
1: gonna total. guess what it is. Let me tell you what yeah. it is. It's the tart. Tatin. Tatin? I, I butchered that, I'm sure. It's it's some sort of tart, so I guess that's like a fruit pie or cobbler, you know, in some, some case. But okay. the official state foods in Oregon include hazelnuts, pears, and milk. But the <laughs> state's most uniquely searched recipe, tart tatin, doesn't use any of those ingredients. So it actually goes away from all our state foods. H-
3: who who decides? Yeah. yeah so that's, that's the better that's question. The <laughs> well, that's, that's yeah. You guys got to my follow. I know I did. <laughs> no,
1: so my follow up here is: when you see these polls on Twitter, and how much steak do you put into them? Because, Zero. Yeah. Well, yeah. None. Unless I agree, then I th- then yeah. I'm like, these guys are <laughs> smart people. You know what they're talking <laughs> they <got> about. <laughs> my guess was salt and straw, and I thought if I could have ju- if it said like salt and straw ice cream, I thought that would have for sure been like I would have been like, oh yeah, they did the research. But then I saw tart tatin. And I was like, okay, this has to be some spam site. So yeah. just a little Twitter fun there, ha- scrolling through the like, trending I want, topics.
2: I w- name one person that you've ever met that's even heard of that. I can't even pronounce Oregon. it, I don't think.
1: I, I'm sure Norse. I'm butchering that. Or yeah, Norse. maybe a, that does seem like, like an older person, like... Yeah. Hey, I made you that your favorite tart tatin and, your and a, tart. Glad yeah, you're your deciding what our tart. state's best
2: dessert is. But okay.
1: Okay. Yeah. Shout out the Daily Meal. Terrible survey. Anyway, let's get into <laughs> layup lines. Obviously need to stretch out a little bit, warm up. And this week, as, as as with every week, I'm very, very excited about some of the questions we got here. And we're starting off with one that is really tough. There's Kyle, we were texting a little bit before this and you were saying there's not really a right answer, but for this case, we're gonna try to Decide on the best animated movie of all time. Yeah. So obviously that puts in yeah, numerous I mean, classics um, yes. from our childhood through today. They're still making great animated movies for a 25 year old. I'll say it. I'll say it. I still yeah. like I, an animated movie. There's
4: nothing. If you start with something that is made from this year, you've already lost. I think. I would, well,
3: I I, mean, I think I
2: agree. I I think I'll agree, but I, I mean, take that three years. I may disagree. Okay. There's been some good animated movies that have come out in the all last right. couple. See, ones. it's already getting
1: yeah. a little contentious, Tom. But
2: here's the thing. There's like a pool, there's got to be a pool of like 50 movies that we all could choose one of these 50 and technically be right. Yes. So there's wrong answers if you don't pick one of these like 50 great animated movies. Yep.
1: Well, yeah, right. And and again, this is more up for debate. I don't have one that I sele- that I thought as I mean, I have my choice, but Tom, I want to start with you cuz you had a little bit of a strong take there, nothing recent. Obviously, I agree if it's something from 2020, I don't think I've seen any classic animated movies, but I, I got to say Kyle's right. The last 3 years there's been some bangers. What would you go with?
4: I'm really torn between 2 and I'll go with 1 cuz I would hope the other one would get brought up, but I think it has to be Toy Story. Oh, oh. Like, yeah. No that's so good. That was like my any, number one. You could one, say Mark. any one of the four, too. Yeah, like, are they do the Toy Story yeah. 3 and they're making a 4th, right? They already, they already made out, it for so yeah, the fourth,
1: and that was that was apparently for sure I the have, last I one. Mean, yeah, just one unreal. I I was on board with you at Toy Story because I was also saying like as a kid, astronaut and a cowboy. As your two main characters, like, I genius. it's so yes. like and you're the main automatically addicted. Are
4: toys, they like branded perfectly, and then and then they look stuff. like
1: your action figures. So you go home and you're like, are my dolls and action figures coming to life? And then you're like, I think I saw uh, one uh, move. Yes, they and were. I it also just encapsulated say, I'm a...
4: Specifically picking one since it sparked it all. It did spark the others and. By the time the third or fourth one came out, I was, like, the same age as Andy. And we <laughs> you like, were going to college? Tom is
1: Andy. Tom is Andy. That is true. By the third and fourth one, I was like, dang, I should probably be, like, babysitting someone <laughs> yeah. while I watch this or something
2: like that. But Which, by the way, on this uh, Rotten Tomatoes website, the number one animated movie that they have listed is Toy Story 4. So technically... Okay. They
1: have Toy Story 4? Mm. Oh, I feel like you got to go with the original. The right, right. Which is
2: weird because it's ranked number one. Yet there are movies below this that have higher percentage ratings than it. So I'm See, not really sure how that scaling system works. I, yeah. it, you know it, what? Fuck it, this website. Rotten Tomatoes
1: <laughs> is such a bullshit website. It's such bullshit. Every movie I like is like. 30 percent i'm like what the fuck (laughs) thank you and if you watch if you look up a comedy on there it's just gonna say it's terrible like no matter what it's like Step Brothers, worst movie ever created it's like
2: i'm pretty sure millions and millions top five (laughs) aside from that like obviously shawshank yeah great movie yeah it's like every good movie that comes out i'll go look and i'll I'll, like recommend it to somebody and then they'll look at it on on demand they'll be like oh you know 65 percent rotten tomatoes they're like it can't be that good i'm like whoa it's good
3: (laughs) what (laughs) gave the tomatoes so much power
2: Dude.
1: What? Websites like the Daily Meal. given the tart honestly, tatin the
2: same power. It's society. <laughs> the, the whole systems yeah, is <laughs> It's rigged,
1: man. All right. <laughs> uh, Kyle, I want to go to you now. I know you're kind of, I think I would call you our animated movie specialist. I, I feel like you've had a passion for animated movies throughout That's the fair. whole time I've known I love you, animated movies. Okay, okay To
2: this is. day, still watch them when they come out. Because honestly, they're some of the best plots you can get nowadays. Uh-huh. Um, so this was an incredibly hard question for me. Um and I I could say multiple, but be, being that I'm not going last, I'll only say one for now. But I would like to be able to say some honorable mentions at the end. I'm gonna go with The Incredibles. Oh, <laughs> oh that's
4: not bad. Both those were yeah. on my list, boys. I have a list of like 20. Just <laughs> Me, so too. It's Me too. There's gonna have to be a good honorable mention segment after this. Yeah. I'll let just... you
2: just kind of list a couple. Honestly. That's fine. But I'm gonna I'm gonna take The Incredibles out the board because that I feel like is a no doubt. It's gotta be up there.
1: For me, the Incredibles was another top choice also because it was one of those movies I felt like it came out a little later than like Toy Story. I mean, I might be wrong if you look back at the year, but it felt like it was a little later in my childhood and it was instantly quotable for an animated movie. I mean, uh yeah. Derek Sanger shouts to you, Edna Mode. Yeah. And <laughs> guest was one of my favorite lines as like a fifth grader that you could it was a good uh, one. Yeah. It was a good one. I, I like the The Incredibles. Great choice, Kyle. Ty going over to you now. Yes. Couple good ones off the board.
3: Yeah, really good ones. I'm happy with our decision so far. But I'm gonna go with a classic love story. One where you have to go to the castle, save the princess, bring her back what? to the this bring her back to the bad was... guy. No, me neither, uh, dude. Shrek. Yeah. Shrek yes. is the answer. Shrek yes. is the answer. <laughs> I, yes, Shrek yes, that's is the a great answer. Great one.
0: <laughs> and it's
2: staying away from the Disney, I appreciate people forget DreamWorks.
3: Shrek is <laughs> actually unbelievable. Mike Myers, Eddie Murphy as donkey is like The greatest character ever, maybe? Uh, One of them. One (laughs) (laughs) One of them. Those
1: two together are just. And then Cameron
3: Diaz as Fiona. I mean, a smoke show. You got to love that. Um, I think it was just one of our favorite movies growing up. I know I watched it like a trillion times.
1: And was there a. There probably is, but off the top of my head head hey now in the intro by Smash the soundtrack. The the soundtrack. soundtrack the soundtrack <laughs> the soundtrack
4: resurrected Smash Mouth, i think <laughs> yeah. what i think they resurrected yeah, Smash yeah because I they made so like like every song yeah. i Is think
3: not- when you bought the movie it came like you can get the deluxe it- edition CD on the backside. Yes, sir. Yeah. Play that all the way to baseball Genius practice. move by
2: Smash Mouth. We're just gonna ride Shrek's back and basically bring us back to life. And now everyone knows it Smash works. Mouth. It did. It
1: is true <laughs> that Shrek. I think might be in the lead so far, just based on how we all reacted there. But well,
2: I was worried he was about to go. I like, thought it was Stevie gonna be Beauty one one. I thought Shrek Joist
1: was one Shrek. one. You thought Shrek was one one. I
3: thought Shrek was one wow. one. Wow. Okay.
1: Mm. I like. I mean, Shrek is right up there. I'm going probably the most recent out of everyone up it's up oh the up is so the good yeah. because of the emotion it invokes like uh-huh. i have a real weakness for like old people especially when they're by themselves i think a lot of people would relate to that what <laughs> tyler
3: just stop the pause <laughs> here the grandpa and up look like your grandpa
1: Yes, he, it actually does, 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 he, does, he, he actually does. He does. He does. Oh, wow, that's he does. Really good. <laughs> he does a lot. Maybe, maybe that's where it comes from. But then just <laughs> that, the story of a kid and a grandpa kind of helping each other oh, along right? in this yep. journey. Oh, man. I thought Up... I mean, some of my choices definitely taken earlier. It was really close, though between Up and Cars for me. I also, I, cars. I can watch is, Cars today yeah. and laugh and be entertained just like I was when it came out. Yes. Okay, yeah. Kyle, rattle us off some honorable mentions. Real quick. Okay. Well, first because we were the honorable
2: mentions, humble brag right here. Uh, I went to college with the kid that is uh, Russell from Up. The, the writers, he lived next door to them, and they based the character Russell off him, and he looks exactly like him. No it's, one. And it's Yeah, it's actually pretty incredible, but just wanted to throw that plug in there, just humble brag. Anyway, so... I, lived,
1: I actually lived next to Doug, the talking dog. In college, yeah, (laughs) the actual talking dog.
2: (laughs) You had me excited for a split second there. (laughs) You looked at me
1: with real intrigue.
2: (laughs) Um, Okay, so it's a honorable mentions. Obviously, Lion King, classic. Can't ever forget to say mention Lion King. Another tearjerker. You got you got the Nemo movies. Those ones are pretty good. They're they're pretty highly rated. Finding Dory underrated. Um,
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, finding nor-
2: yeah, yeah. Kind of sad, but kinda definitely sad. underrated. Uh, a movie that is not Disney or DreamWorks that I think deserves to be in this conversation for how great it was was the Spider Man into the Spider Verse movie. That was a really good one. Did you guys watch I that? Hand no. up,
1: haven't seen it, but no, I heard no. it was Me like either. the was best was really animated good. movie of the last five so years. It's on episode think.
2: Highly recommend checking that one out. Uh, you got ratatouille yeah ratatouille, ratatouille. Nice. um ratatouille wally got lost in the anals moana of coco see Mo- moana and coco no. those are some recent good moana
1: uh-huh. I, I gotta say it moana sucks moana's not <laughs> a good movie <laughs> i gotta say it i gotta say it i, I love the rock love the whole idea of it it just wasn't really entertaining tried. to me you
4: okay doesn't take any trying with zootopia
2: that's a good one <laughs> but that was the worst zootopia, take on this podcast to date i think right there that, <laughs> i want i want to say can
3: i send us out on a good one
1: yeah, send us out here before we move on. Emperor's New Groove. Oh, good one.
2: David Spade, yes. classic.
3: That, I love it. You you were in Emperor's, Emperor's New Groove? I love
1: it. Another one I gotta say... I didn't love Emperor's New Groove. And I know I'm in the minority. I that thought that one. was because automatic. I know, I know, Get off this podcast. <laughs> well, it's
2: kind of hard. I host it. I don't even want to, even to keep uh, listening more because Connor's going to ruin it by being, oh, no. They're good. And,
1: and shout out Secret Life of Pets and Inside Out. Those are also really good, more recent animated movies.
2: Uh, inside Out. Will, you'll literally be crying the entire time. Yeah, that one's tough. That one's tough. But it makes you feel good.
1: It makes you feel I good guess, to be in I touch guess. with
2: your emotions, Kyle.
1: So the next one we're going to go with here, uh, and this is staying with kind of our childhood and the kids theme. Yes. Um No way those laughs and everything were edited in there. Uh, What was the best place to hear your friend or just even your own self was having a birthday party in elementary school? Obviously, that's kind of when birthday parties, I think, are at their height of peak excitement. Like, Uh you're waiting daily for your friend's invitation in the mail. Uh Um, You have to lie to that one kid saying, oh, no, we sent you one. It just got lost. I don't know why yep. it's not there. All that kind of stuff. I hated being that kid so often, but, you know, you deal with it. You move on. Getting uh, them
4: or sending them? Getting them. Not getting them.
1: Not getting them. That you hurt. You didn't get them. I Yes, thank you, Tom, for reiterating <laughs> I did not get invited to kids' birthdays parties. Um, the weird thing is you still get invited. Creep. <laughs> so now it's ticking with the kids' Well, he's the host, Connor. <laughs> What was the best place to hear you or your friend was going to have their birthday party in elementary school? Ty, going to start with oh, you. Oh,
3: one, one. Tough choice. Okay. Um, I, I just think of our group of friends. We're a pretty active group of friends. A lot, very sports-minded. I think some of the best times that we had were backyard games, usually entailing wiffle ball, tennis ball, or some basketball out in the street, maybe a little pickleball, like... Um, uh, s- slip and slide style. But I think backyard game parties with, like, pizza is one of my, like, way too many Cokes and having a great time with the boys.
1: And so you're, you're <laughs> saying, like, uh, yeah. you're saying, like, up, bro. it was. That was true, dude. <laughs> Birthday parties. I would go so, I would be Mountain Root Dew ear, boy. But, yeah. I mean, I was all about it. I was having like three if my parents weren't chaperoning. <laughs> so I was like, "Yeah, I'm getting wild tonight. I'm not sleeping out by eight because of sugar crash." Um, no, that's a good one. That's one I was actually brainstorming too. Is like someone's house, and the caveat being with lots of like backyard land because I mean, you can make anything fun with some space at in your elementary years. Like,
3: all ha- like Kyle had the great sports court. You had a great big backyard. I mean, and then you still have the farm. Yeah, got the farm, and then coop Sprunk, obviously. Yeah, the so, pool and everything.
1: Yeah. So. I, I definitely was thinking something similar in that regard. And then you'd always have like a parent uh put together like some extra game type stuff, like almost an AKA Olympics. Or Connor's stuff. Parents. Yeah, that's yes. my mom. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out Sue. Uh she'd have like a little leaderboard for us, all Loved these it. timed events and all this stuff. It
2: was great. It, it was, was great. It was. Uh Kyle, go Modern, over to you. You go. You always get to go live. Okay. <laughs> all right. You want me to go? Because you're coming with the bangers all the well, time. Well, that's because you're
1: just giving, you're setting me up to take the best one. And that's obviously Bullwinkles hey, Family man. Fun Center. <laughs> Why the hell would you let me go next? Tyler made a mistake not picking this first, but you got go karts, bumper boats, arcade,
0: yeah. mini and golf? laser
1: tech and mini golf all in one place. And then usually it's the one of those rare times where the parents are like, you guys just go do your thing. So you're not worried about the parents no. there. And there's like Freedom. 10 of you and your homies, and you're all just going sprinting ride to ride to ride and you're a little kid so you get to be annoying and no one really oh, yeah. can say annoying anything to you everyone yeah but they can't really say anything because and, but we always th- had
3: that one like kid who looked like he was like 20 and andrew like yeah. <laughs> 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 shout, out, <laughs> shout out andrew <laughs> <laughs> helped us out a lot i was like yeah. are you tall enough to ride just ride? talk oh, back to all the parents your older brother <laughs> that
1: your older brother's with you you guys can go <laughs> yeah thank you andrew um <laughs> It's obviously Bullwinkle's it's Family Fun Center for me. That, that It just one. has too many options when you're that age that you can spend three yes. days there without you're right. blinking an eye. You're right. For sure. Okay, Kyle, you ready?
2: Yeah, I'll go. Um, that was my number one choice. Yeah, obviously. I mean, that's but the, then again, Tyler made a mistake. That yeah. was 1-1,
1: one, one, for that, sure. That should
2: be 1-1. One, one. So I have two <laughs> listed here. I'm debating which one I'm going to go with, and I think I'm going to go with Pump It Up. Was that the was place. the
1: name of it. I could not remember the fucking Yeah,
2: Pump It Up, which I was the point. I cannot believe
3: you went with Pump It Up. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great call. That's <laughs> dude, a good one. I keep going, Kyle. Kyle. Are you kidding me? You? When you're like five I years can't. old, it's like
0: all
1: you want to be. At. Dude, because Tyler I was scared jump. of the slides. <laughs> Tyler was scared of the slides, dude. That's I was scared one. of the slides. Oh, my God. You were scared of the slides. <laughs> no, I peed in them. I wasn't scared <laughs> of them.
2: <laughs> but, dude, when you get to put the... Your helmets on and just bash each other with like big fluffy things. Like for some reason that was really fun and being able to jump on trampolines and go down big trampoline slides. Pretty pretty much an electric factory for a five year old. I want it to be known that
1: (laughs) (laughs) none of you—that is true—an electric factory. None of you three is lasting eight seconds on that crossbeam battle with me. I am dominating you guys on the crossbeam, dominating. Tom,
4: team outing to pump
3: it up.
1: Team, oh, Oh, throwback, dude. uh,
3: What's the actual (laughs) trampoline place? Sky, uh, sky, high. sky high. Dude, I'm
1: uh, going gonna, gonna to freaking break my that's ankle or something. Yeah. Well, that's well, why I mean, you it's go it's to pump, pump it up, dude. Oh, this guy's up. a sky high, dude. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, my God. Talk about how he can't be a, a little weird for <laughs> he goes to sky high. Like <laughs> oh, my God. God. What a nerd. Strolling cool. in to pump it up. with. It was <laughs> not a
4: good look. We just want your walking beam. We're here for one thing and one thing. We'd like to rent out the whole place. Whatever
1: it costs, we got it. Okay, I think we are all warmed up. Wait, we need Tom's answer here. Oh yeah, yeah I, Tom. sorry, Tom, I, I thought Tom I mean, was. I feel
4: like there are n- no good ones after Bullwinkles was taken. Um, similar to Pump It Up and R.I.P. to Safari Sam's in Sherwood. Yeah. Have that one listed. It had, had putt putt. It had. I feel like it had like a soccer arena in it, or like a little turf area. And just, like, the amount of obstacle course was yeah. it was pretty sweet. The big obstacle, yeah, I, mean. well, yeah, I don't know. Were
1: you guys Black Diamond boys? Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, I, I could yeah. do it easy, dude. And dude. it said wear socks. I'd do barefoot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No big deal. I don't want to say I'm a it got to go dude, to the Black Tom, Diamond. Was, look hey, at
4: Tom. That's your athlete
1: foot. foot. <laughs> 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 it's going on a decade <laughs> of it. Uh, um, honorable sams laser tag. <laughs> yeah, laser port is what I laser had port, written down. Because, yeah, like, when you dedicated the whole space to laser tag, you got a pretty legit arena Rainbow
2: play structures. Did you guys ever go there? Oh no. yeah, really yes, way, way back, back when, when, it was a place that just had all the cool play structures, but I it was think indoor. Did, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I electric. tried to
1: dunk on one of their mini basketball hoops and got rim checked and sprained my wrist, so I never <laughs> went back. Uh dead serious. That's a think. true story. That'll do it. <laughs> um, still can't dunk. If anyone was wondering, <laughs> and on a mini hoop, even on trampolines. Right? <laughs> 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 okay, now we're all warmed up and stretched out. So without further ado, let's dive into our Blazer talk. But before we do that, got to give our friends Randall Tainer and Sam Lee a quick call. Here they are. And joining us now over the phone live from San Francisco, Randall Tainer and Sam Lee, how are you two doing?
5: Oh, Living the dream here. Sam, how are
6: you? I'm doing well. Couldn't be uh, any happier to live with Randall Tanner.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sends a lot of sarcasm in that voice, and we're going to find out. how We're going to put that relationship to the test right now, Sam, because uh, we got some questions for you here. We like to do a thing we call layup lines, get everyone kind of stretched out, warmed up mentally before we dive into our Blazer talk. And uh, us three have already... Ran through the layup lines a little bit here on the episode, but we thought it's only right you two as our guests get to do the same. Make sure you're uh, on point when we get to Blazer topics. So my first question for both of you, and I'm going to go ahead and start this one off with Sam, is what is the hardest food to eat on the move? Now, on, oh, the, move, on the move can just be like walking down the street, could be in the car, but yep. it's definitely, we're not trying to loophole out of this one. This is something you got to grab and go. What is the hardest food to eat?
6: Yeah, okay. I, I didn't uh, perceive myself in the car eating. Yeah. I, I hope you didn't either, Randall, because then <laughs> I would consider that treating. <laughs> um, but no, this has been a topic of debate this entire day, so I think it's an excellent question. Um, I I think the, the way that I want to start off answering this is, last night, I ordered a ramen bowl.
3: Oh. Yes, hot soup.
6: And, and I... I was frustrated with the order because they didn't provide me with fork.
1: They went chopsticks <laughs> no, on you?
6: that's some bullshit. It was just chopsticks. Dude. And I'm horrible at chopsticks. I've tried my best to learn how to use them for years now, and it's just not working for me. So I would say, you know, anything with chopsticks, but in this case we'll go with Ramen. <laughs> walking down the street and, and trying to eat that is going to be near impossible for
1: me. <laughs> and not only impossible, but that spectacle is going to be something everyone around you gets to really enjoy because I mean, I don't know about you guys, but when I'm eating ramen, especially if we're talking chopsticks, my face is like an inch from that bowl because yes. it, the noodles are going to fall <laughs> off. So yeah, exactly. And then I'm making all those noises. So Sam, I like where your head's at. Plus we're talking about a hot liquid. So th- were you thinking a little bit about that spill potential? I mean. You got some real risk involved with the ramen bowl as well.
6: So to be honest, I'm not worried with the spill potential. I, oh, I balance I master to over handle, there! I, I think I'd be able to handle the the liquid piece, um, consider like drinking it like any other liquid, like coffee. In that case, so I think
3: I would be fine. I, okay.
1: I personally but, take some uh, pretty heavy
3: steps, so I yes. probably spill. <laughs> I <I'd> probably
1: spill, <laughs> yeah. to be honest. Graceful
3: is not our middle name. <laughs> no,
6: not over here. Um, no, and, and one thing that to add there is I'm very careful with my walking. I happen to wear white shoes a lot, so I, I'm making sure those are crystal clean. So, dude, that I'm is, a slower walker.
1: <laughs> if, if anyone on this podcast right now knows how to get a fit off, it's Sam Lee. That is absolutely certain. Uh, Randall. Going over to you now, I know you're usually our uh, zany member, if anything, if any word can describe you. So I'm excited to hear what you have. Uh, Hardest food to eat on the go.
5: Yeah, so this topic was debated amongst our roommates here for hours today, and and things got impassioned for sure. Um, Between Sam and I, we debated on what characterizes as a soup for quite some time. Uh, Kyle would argue a bowl of
2: cereal is soup technically by <laughs> definition
5: mm-hmm. uh so my answer was, is in a not to you know put you down sam but i answered before you switched to ramen but my answer is pho and for all of the obvious reasons um, <laughs> okay those are the yeah, same, the same. Oh, oh, those ramen. are the same thing no it is not the same
0: thing <laughs> this is what hey, I'm talking there's
1: Rand- noodles in a bowl bro randall we invited you on this podcast to think for yourself not steal sam's ideas
5: no, that is Sam took yeah, are my. I mean, Randall. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> slow ridiculous. start, slow start for Randy. Glad we went no, right. through the layup Sam, lines here. Sam was going to say I forward. said "But This is ridiculous.
1: <laughs> this is slander. <laughs> so unbelievable, Randall. You're going with fa, just taking Sam's idea. We got ramen talking. and pho on the board. <laughs> I <is> mean, <laughs> brilliant. No, so so basically, every food group's steroids, out there. Because
5: you have to eat fa with chopsticks. Like Sam specified, you have to have the spoon that goes with it. So, but the pho has to be in a bowl. So, what are you gonna do? You're gonna squeeze the bowl of pho with your arms and then somehow, like, T Rex arms, chopsticks, and the spoon? I I think it's a clear winner here,
1: okay? To be to be fair to you, it is a great choice. We've just already heard the choice once on the podcast. Yeah, <laughs>
5: Sam was going to say rotisserie chicken before I even mentioned so. Oh, okay, rotisserie chicken. Honestly, I
6: think that's still a good option. That's still in the running. That's still <laughs> not, not a
5: bad. bad argument. I, I don't
6: like, know
1: why you didn't, Sam, honestly. That, I, ramen.
6: I, I have all sorts of options. That is true. That I, uh, is true. I just felt like ramen made the most sense for me, but I'll still go with rotisserie chicken. All right, but uh, let this be uh, known that Randall happens to agree with a lot of the things I say. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he tends to piggyback. I'm not of it. surprised that he said after
0: He said ramen. Like one.
1: <laughs> Pretty one track minded over there, Tanner. uh Tyler, going over to you here. Want to hear? What's the hardest yes. food to eat on the go?
3: I mean, I had hot soups as just a general category. Everyone on my list. here is just all about Ooh, the hot crack. soup. <clears throat> I'm still a growing boy. I oh, know, but uh, I'm Robert, gonna go. <laughs> puberty's worse. The second I'm time. gonna go hard shell tacos because I think it's almost impossible to contain a, a hard shell taco on the walk, um, unless you had like a gigantic bib that like. Covered the whole entire floor below you, but I think hard shell tacos is a pretty good answer,
1: dude. That I had on my note sheet here: hard shell tacos, sneaky tough, sneaky Sneaky tough, super (laughs) tough.
3: If you if you
1: do a soft shell, it's easy. You obviously just wrap it up. Even maybe fistful that thing and just morph it all together but the hard shell the second also not only am i worried about the front back spillage what about the middle crack what about the middle crack (laughs) if if (laughs) i take too large of a bite tyler the whole equilibrium of the hard shell is ruined and it's on my lap
3: and no shred of lettuce will go to waste on my account of a hard shell taco yeah you're picking every every single single, every single shred up love that not two tacos crack the same they say (laughs)
1: No, do tacos do crack the same. That is well said, Randall. Um, (laughs) Kyle, on that note, hey, there you go, Randall. Now you're getting stretched out. Now you're getting warmed up a little bit. Uh, Kyle, thanks. thanks, want to go over to you here. Uh, This this
2: might be a little bit of a hot take because this is one of those things that I feel like a lot of people do eat on the go. But I'm going to go ice cream, but only with a cone. With the cone, because it's leaking down your hand the whole time, oh and then God. I have to get napkins and hold the co- hold oh the cone God. in my napkin. That's, to this day, why I still don't buy ice cream cones. I go with the bowl every time, because Absolute- it's much easier to eat. Wow. Oh you
1: just gave two... Such wow. cold takes, in one opinion. I no, mean, no, no, no. To say you still least, only dude, go to the bowl? Especially the places where they up? put
2: like two scoops. Of, like Don't get me wrong, I love more ice cream, but when it's two scoops above the cone, all it does is just leak down your hand dude the not handle. T- dude can't handle a uh, scoop, hey, ho- hey, Randall. <laughs> you asked what was hard to eat, it's hard to eat. I'm not <laughs> saying it's not good, it's hard to eat.
3: Yeah, the guy has never heard of a lick and twirl lick yeah. and twirl lick and twirl Ty. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> how have you not heard of the lick Tyler's and twirl i just really hey, good at Kyle. lick and twirls did you have I a am. childhood he has l and t on his did back did you have a childhood it's a great question sam can <laughs> what, you say what, that again? what was that
6: hey is that Kyle
2: yeah this is me what's up
6: hey Kyle did you have a childhood growing up
2: <laughs> i did sam and it was a great one
6: like a pe- did did you did you have you, you never ordered a waffle cone growing up walking around Right. I mean, to this,
2: I mean, I I prefaced my statement with the fact that a lot of people eat these on the go. I'm just saying it's still hard to eat well, on it, the go.
1: And Sam, did you happen to catch, he said he still refuses to order ice cream in anything but the bowl. Yeah, because it's too hard to eat, eat on take. the go.
2: It's, even in the car, it's the same thing. It's still hard to eat in the car. Maybe you're a slow ice cream
1: eater. That's <laughs> no, really the root no, of the problem. I don't think that's the problem. I think you <laughs> guys are all just to... stupid. <laughs> hey,
2: lick and twirl.
1: Lick and twirl is how we're going to end that segment there with Kyle. Okay. You are all unfortunately incorrect this time because the obvious answer is crabs or lobster. You have to crack your yeah, freaking Yeah, because that's something shell. that
2: people eat on the go all the time. Well, it's not.
1: The question is hardest food to eat on the go. <laughs> well, you're like just a crab you're stupid or a for lobster? trying to eat it on the go. First, the first of all, place. you have to that's hold the point. crab in one hand, and then you have to use your little mallet thing in the other. And then what do I rest it on? I'm moving.
2: Dude, I can't you ever rest tried to, it. you ever try to eat pho on the go? <laughs> no, Randall has. <laughs> and um, you?
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I'm telling Randall, you. Okay, or a crustacean stop. of any point where it has a shell and I'm having to work that thing off to get to the meat? No way I'm doing that on the move. That's a fair answer. No way I'm doing that in the car even when I'm on the move that I, way. I hope you're
5: wearing a bib, though.
1: Right. You're going to need a bib. And then where do I dip it in the butter? Where's the butter? You can
5: do pre-crack crab like in a container. Randall. That's a right. good point. It's a really good good point. Good That's a really good, good point. Good point. Not... Connor's an idiot. <laughs> Randall,
1: I'm not a peasant, all right? I get my crab <laughs> with the shell and I crack it myself. I'm one with nature. That's the only way you should be eating crab. Process shit, Randall. <laughs> Embarrassing. Let's move on to the next one since Randall's got me all worked up going to start with you this time, Tanner Tots, because you need it. It sounds like before Sam takes your idea again, or vice versa, you take his. What yard game would you say you dominate? Like, you go to the backyard barbecue, and you see this game set up, and you're like, oh, find me over at Ladder Toss, or whatever it may be. Cornhole is an obvious one. What is the game you're most looking forward to seeing at that barbecue?
5: Well, you, you took my game. I was going to say Cornhole is by far Once again, Randall's my, being original. My, okay, no. Cornhole is by far my go-to. Okay. Uh, second one... one. Oh, you get two. Whoa, 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 whoa. You can take them at the board? You can take Cornhole. Okay,
2: okay.
1: Someone fancies themselves an athlete. Do you,
2: Connor, do you think Randy has the actual nice toss from a Cornhole? Do you think he just has the tumbler that just happens to land, and he has a board that plays to his advantage? That's my guess. Dude tumbles. Do you tumble, Randall? You tumble
5: yeah i got touched to me i do a little tumble a little spin here and there you know if i'm you know if the bag is sitting on the back end of the hole I'll just fucking rocket that thing straight up a little, a little two for action but mm-hmm. uh i i got i got options when it comes to my cornhole game okay. Arsenal right, of tosses.
1: and so randall this obviously has to come from a certain success story i'm assuming when when was your last uh i guess run in with cornhole where you did dominate
5: uh, I guess my, my training years were, was college, uh, ah. but the most recent cornhole game was uh, back in June. Uh, Lauren, they, she has a family house in Carmel Valley, and uh, they have a very nice set of cornhole boards. And uh, I whipped up on uh, Jack and Macy, or I guess I should say Lauren and I whipped up on Jack and Macy there. Uh, for uh fourth of july so sorry i guess it was july not june okay okay
1: Okay. i like that at least we've got a little i could now that you say that i could (laughs) shout out jack mcdonald uh i could definitely see you on like espn wearing a really funny shirt throwing some bags i i could see that now that you've you've convinced me pretty good there sam gonna jump right over to you what's your backyard game of dominance Yeah.
6: yeah 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 Um, so not to take anything from Randall, but I would say Cornhill as well. But hey, before you jump to any conclusions, Wow.
1: You two uh, are, are, you are just on hey, fire.
6: Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> before I jump to any conclusions or before you guys jump to any conclusions, Randall and I are probably the best duo. Okay. Cornhole.
1: So this and one, actually and the comes... last
6: time I played, we absolutely dominated the courts. <laughs>
2: no one wanted to play. as well on, Ty. Any of you guys want to pair up, and we'll we'll take these kids down. Oh, we would absolutely. I'm not even scared.
6: <laughs> the
1: thing I know. San Francisco, they don't know how to cornhole. Yeah, sure. Oregon knows how to cornhole. Yes. we make our own wood here. They probably like play we, on concrete. Yeah, they, these they, guys yeah. Play, they play on plastic. Dude. <laughs> these guys play plastic. In, these guys, oh, the, yeah, oh, oh, these guys play on plastic. Against. These guys play on
5: plastic. That's hilarious. Their boards
2: probably don't even slide. You know, no, <laughs> oh, I, no slide factor sticky whatsoever. Sticky boards, dude. It's
1: embarrassing. To uh,
5: to get vulnerable for a second, a game I need to improve on
3: is a uh, beer die. I'm not very. Good Randall, can you just calm down for a second? Tyler,
1: go ahead, take it and away. First What's your of all, don't even, don't, try, don't, even, try and say don't even try, don't even try and say it. don't even try. No, eye. my
3: God, you're. No so, one has no, a shot. God. I want a tournament in college. Beard dye is my you game. Did not win a tournament. I want a tournament in college, and <laughs> <laughs> nobody can touch this you beard dye toss. I also, when I toss Randall and Sam, I have a nice little flick with the back of my leg, like I just got my first kiss type of deal. <laughs> and it's I have a very buttery float to my dye toss. So beard dye is my game. I'm
2: heated. I'm going next. Because my game is beard eye Tyler knows <laughs> that you're doing this antagonism. Well, remember yeah, when I beat see. you last time out here in my yeah, backyard? Dude, it's a team game. Uh, but remember, it's a team game. But I don't. Uh, it's team, team I, I am a team player. It's a team game. I, I, I elevate my team to victory. It's a team game. <laughs> uh, Two time tur- uh, tournament champion in college. Won five hundred dollars <laughs> combined. Uh, show you the pay stubs. Suck it, bitch. That
5: doesn't count. It is. It is.
2: Uh, it is beard beard-eye for Kyle. One thousand percent. Tyler, I'm angry at you. I, I think this. You just couldn't think of another game. I That's think all this it is.
1: obviously calls for. An Instagram live beer die battle Oddly. between Easy. you two. and a partner of your choice. Okay. One on one, sure. Or one on one. Or one on one, whatever it is. The real answer for me here is a little bit old school, kind of shows my grandpa tendencies at times. Bocce ball. Oh, great oh one. man. And I would say ping pong, but I didn't want to hurt all your feelings. You already know I'm the best at that. So I'm going to go with bocce ball, something it's a little a more game. obscure. <laughs> what? Ping pong?
2: Does that qualify as a backyard? That's game? why I, I yeah. was kind of. That's on the verge. That's, that's on the that's
1: verge. Garage yeah. So you <laughs> oh, just wanted to brag for a second. I, I did. Yeah. yeah, that was okay. a total subtle brag. Not very subtle. Bocce ball. I am so good at placing that orange ball where I want it. And then the touch and the rollout I have with the heavier, whatever you call them, like, the, it's just, you can't teach it, Kyle. You can't, <laughs> can't teach it. Can't you have to be born with it. Okay, without any other hesitation, I think we've spent enough time on non blazer topics. And of course, fellas. Season ended last week with the Blazers losing game five to Los Angeles Lakers. Damian Lillard out in that one. But before we get to Dame's injury, I just wanted to get some of your thoughts, Randall and Sam especially, um, from the series, from what you saw in Portland in the bubble. Uh, Sam, want to go to you here. How did you feel about the L.A. series? Obviously, after game one, the feelings were probably much different. But where was your head at kind of as we progressed throughout the five games?
6: yeah um well i'm gonna be honest i love being the underdog in series and so Mm -hmm. being the eighth seed i was i was really hyped about i think during the series last year i was extremely nervous because i had super high expectations for the blazers and that was just a a fun ride to go through for this particular series it was a little disappointing i would have liked uh, to see us play a little better obviously starting with the game one i was hyped as heck to to get this (laughs) series going um I think the biggest issue that I was having with this series is our defense,
0: mm-hmm. and
6: I'm sure we'll all get into this later, but it almost just seemed we, we weren't really trying as hard as we could on the defensive end. I know that we're missing a lot of people, but um, I think that was the biggest factor that was hard, and ultimately, I just wanted to see our, our team compete and stay close in these games, and I felt like that was a huge flaw for us. So overall, extremely happy that we got the first game out. I was not expecting that, um, but I wish those, those games were a little closer.
1: And Randall, obviously, defense was an issue, as Sam just mentioned, the whole series. Uh, did you see anything specific that you thought was causing those issues, or did something else stick out from the Portland side to you that ultimately led to the five-game loss versus Los Angeles in this series?
5: I'd have to say uh, Anthony Davis played a uh, pretty big part of our <laughs> defensive struggles. Um, and, I mean, we, we knew it going into the series. It was kind of our backcourt is where our advantage was versus their front court with LeBron and A.D. And one thing I was surprised about, and Kyle, I'm sure you'll love to hear, hear this, is Vale McGee and Dwight Howard just tore apart Whiteside at times. And it was so frustrating to watch because it's like, that man is getting, I don't know what, 25, 30 million a year. And he's getting out hustled as Sam alluded to by two guys that shouldn't really even be on an NBA court at times. So I mean, yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a white side guy. I'm in Kyle's camp there, but um, I guess defensively, we're just not, we don't, we didn't have the personnel to start with and we also, I'm not a fan of, Terry Stotz's defensive schemes in general, uh, particularly around the pick and roll. Um, I don't understand why we always play every player or every duo the same in a pick and roll where the guard goes over and the big stays way deep in the paint. I think you should change it up depending on who you're playing. Um, But that's just kind of a specific thing that has always frustrated me.
1: And and Kyle when Dame went down with his injury in game 4 obviously a lot of us uh may have seen a little bit of the writing on the wall for game 5 there once especially once he was announced out what was your immediate thought though in game 4 I know I think we were watching that one together a, a huge blowout unfortunately that the Lakers pulverized the Blazers even seeing him in in the third quarter there kind of when that all took place what was your reaction to Dame's injury and then the news that I believe it's just it's a sprained right knee mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah mild mild sprain so what what was your immediate reaction
2: well I was scared at first when he went into the tunnel because it's like in any like through his towel or whatever it was <laughs> to me that all signs pointed to something serious and th- I mean obviously we're already probably not going to win the series at that point so it's like you know you have an offseason to recover but my initial thoughts were like hopefully it's on a meniscus or even like a, a small tear in the ACL like that's what you pray it wasn't and it wasn't thankfully um, so now I, I'm happy they sent him home and we're just like, you know what? Let's not risk this. Like, obviously we're like, he's our, our prize possession. So we got to, you know, make sure he's not playing with a potential injury that could get further injured by just playing on it. So I'm I'm happy with the way the Blazers handled it. Um, it it could have been really easy for them to try and, you know, essentially have Dame play through that to potentially steal another game. But if you're not going to win the series, you know, it's not worth risking your best player.
1: And Tyler, we were talking there about Kind of what we saw out of our second unit, we, uh, Sam and Randall were both mentioning Hassan Whiteside, but what else did you see from the blazer bench? It looked like um, just in my opinion, Gary Trent cooled off a tiny bit, yep, um, and then not getting a ton from Anthony Simons off behind yep. Damon CJ. Uh-huh. Um, I thought a lot of the times you had already uh, one Randall already had mentioned Dwight Howard and Javelle McGee just absolutely tearing up Portland's second unit. Did you think that was uh, a main factor? or did you see something else?
3: No, I thought it was a huge factor. I think that I, – I understand your guys' um, question about the effort. I honestly think that a lot of our guys give a ton of effort. I think Damon CJ give a ton of effort. I see Melo give an effort, Nurk, even Gary Trent, um, obviously. But obviously one guy in particular kind of sticks out in the white side. Um, but also it just could be that our guys are in such horrible positions on the defensive end that they feel like they're just completely out of place and don't know where to be. So I know uh, – I liked the way our second unit played and the effort they gave, but Gary Chent was also playing out of his mind and probably better than we would expect on a normal basis, and we were asking him to do a lot. And that seems like, I always come back to this with the Blazers, but we always ask players to do more than they're really capable of. And um, I think that Gary proved himself. Hopefully Anthony this next season can prove himself, but uh, I I liked what we saw from our second unit.
1: And that that moves me kind of into the uh, next question there, Tyler, you mentioned Carmelo Anthony, yes. and I think we need to talk about the uh, quotes he said. I, yeah. he, I believe the quote was, "I pray I get a chance to play in Portland here yep. he next he season," and he thinks he found a home. Um, I just wanted to get your all thoughts on that, Sam. Uh, I, I forget. Were you a big Carmelo guy when he came, or were you kind of <laughs> wavering?
6: <laughs> did you Did you do this to me on purpose? I did.
1: I wanted to make sure this was uh, in here for you. Yes.
6: yes. How'd you feel seeing that okay. quote from Carmelo Anthony, Connor? I, I know you, I know why you called me out for reasons because the last time I saw you, we played basketball and I think he had been signed that day.
1: I think and that's Jack correct. Jack
6: McDonald and myself were both extremely upset.
1: That is but exactly hey. right.
6: But hey, uh, you proved me wrong. Carmelo proved me wrong. Um, I think it was, it was a great signing for, for what we needed in the season and it, it certainly helped us propel to get to, uh, you know, the seating that we were at with the eight seed. And he was Great in the bubble. I don't think we could have asked anything more from him. Um, as, as far as, you know, what we need for next year, I I do want Carmelo back. But what I got worried with and towards some of these later half of the games was the isolation basketball that right. he was doing. And it was kind of why I was particularly hesitant initially with the Carmelo um, signing is because I was worried that it was going to go Carmelo isolation 24-7 and so I feel like we I feel like he needs to keep his mindset consistent with what his role is with the team I certainly think he he has the wits and the veteran leadership to take over games and to really help the team out um, but uh, I know that we're limited with cap space right and so Part of what i alluded to earlier was is, was improving the defensive piece and i don't think carmelo helps out whatsoever but he certainly provides the third or fourth score that we need so if if we bring him back obviously i want him at a, a lower deal um but i think he, he's a solid player from both a leadership perspective and offensive perspective um to, to maintain on our team
1: and, and I couldn't agree more. That's what stood out to me as well was his leadership with Portland was something we haven't seen out of him the last, I'd say, couple of years before he was, you know, before the year long hiatus where he's arguably blackballed out of the league. But you didn't see a lot of the intensity and leadership, I thought, that we saw reemerge in the bubble there. Randall, um, going over to you, what are your thoughts on Quickly, if you would want Carmelo back and if you think that he could be a part of the next couple seasons as well as kind of your off-season Blazer wish list, either a player or a move that you think would help benefit us to set up for a title run in the next year or two.
5: Yes, uh, regarding Carmelo, 100% want him back. Uh, Where I would want him, though, is in the second unit kind of exclusively or maybe to be that sixth person who uh, ends – be in the ending game lineup for the Blazers. Um, obviously with him in the starting lineup with Damon, CJ already having their natural limitations defensively, it really puts us in a tough position, um, especially trying to guard the other team's best wing offensive player. Um, but if he's our sixth man kind of, even if he, you know, second unit where he can even, you know, do some ISO, situations, just to get us an easy bucket from time to time, I think that's the perfect place for him.
1: Uh, Kyle, and you were noting something with Carmelo there, too.
2: Well, yeah, I I agree with Randall in the sense that I would like to have him back, obviously. Granted, what Sam said, team-friendly deal. I think that's got to be the biggest thing, is team-friendly deal. But I actually kind of see Carmelo being in the starting lineup because... I think he's just like he's gonna want to be in the starting lineup, and I understand that. But I think like when it comes to our our wish list, because that was the other part of your question, and if we're trying to nail down like a solid three and D guy that can you know provide that that defense that we're currently lacking, I could see Carmelo definitely ending the game with the starters, but in the four role. I love when Portland goes small, and I think Melo does play well at the four at times. Um, granted, it's going to depend on who we're playing um, and depending what their front court looks like, but I like bringing back mellow but i think like the 3 and d in big emphasis on the d needs to be the wish list um and i'm going to reference a guy in denver i'm going to go with uh jeremy grant Ooh. and potential trade there uh i think our wish list i think the only way we can really get somebody that's really going to have a big impact immediately is via trade cuz our cat space is so limited so I love Anthony Simons, love him to death, and this is going to be one of my hotter takes, but I think it's time to trade him, and it's nothing against Anthony. It's nothing against the skill he possesses. In fact, it's all about the skill he possesses because I think he's a super talented player and he has value. I just think sitting him behind Damian Lillard for another three years doesn't make sense from a team perspective and I think a lot of Blazer fans we get attached to our players really easily so it's hard for us to see them go but I think Anthony Simons is the perfect trade piece that we have right now because he's got all the upside in the world he's 20 years old he's shown that he can play I think we need to try and trade him and get that three and D guy
1: and Tyler right there Kyle also mentioned that sitting him behind Damian Lillard for about three years and I think that points out as well Damian Lillard Uh, A 30-year-old point guard, point guards do tend to start declining in terms of their prime around 32 or 33, taking the beating they do night in and night out. Uh, Are are you thinking it's time to move some of our more prized pieces, younger pieces, even maybe a Zach Collins type or whomever it may be, but Uh time to get a little riskier with some of the deals we're looking to make than in the past?
3: Yeah, I'm I'm willing to do anything right now except for any deal involving Dame, CJ, or Nurk. I think that getting one guy... In this offseason as a three and D guy, really isn't going to change our defense that much. I know it brings more defense to the table, but in reality, like Randall was saying earlier, it's the scheme. Like our guys are capable. We have Nurk calling. Like we have guys who can play basketball, and know where to be on the court, but. We're going around every single screen, no matter who the pick-and-roll matchup is. Like, I just don't understand that. We're not flying around to help each other out, so I think the scheme needs to be changed, and it's been like this the entire Stotts era. Don't get me wrong, I love Stotts, but I would just like to see a little switch-up, or at least the ability to make adjustments team-to-team, game-to-game, whatever that may be. Um, So, yes, I'm willing to do a package deal with Anfernee, maybe Zach, or whatever, Anfernee and a pick, whoever it may be, because... I don't want to waste Dames Prime. I know none of us want to waste Dames Prime, I'm not, and he's done a ton in his career with the Blazers so far, but Give let's go shot. all in. Right. Like it, We only have a few more years of that, like two, three of his prime prime, and I know this next year and the year after, he's going to be an absolute stud MVP candidate in my opinion, but let's go get him some freaking help yeah. because at the end of those games where he was hurt, he just looked exhausted. Like, no one is there to help him out. Like, CJ's there, but... He's just doing everything for the team. He looks exhausted. Give him some help, (laughs) anything.
2: I think there's anything that the last five years of the NBA has really proven is that you kind of have to go all in if you want to be an actual contender and not just make the playoffs. It's like you look at these teams like the Boston's of the world, the Clippers, like all these teams are making huge trades and are giving up a lot of assets. And that's one thing that I feel like a lot of people ignore is they pay attention to all the superstars, but there's a lot of valuable trade assets that kind of fly under the radar, like good young players that develop in two or three years. They're great players. So I, I think like from Olshay's perspective, like it can't be about uh, what's the position of this team going to be in three years if we make this deal. It's like, no, we have Damon, CJ. You signed them together for a reason. Let's try. Let's not worry about what our team is going to look like in the aftermath. We'll be shitty, and we'll get good picks, and we have to do well then. It's a completely different perspective. So it's like I think we have to go full, like trade everybody to get something good.
6: I have uh, one other comment here. This is Sam. Um, Someone had mentioned training for Jamie Grant earlier, which I completely agree with. I think trading someone like Anthony to a team like Denver or, or someone that's in like a playoff contender, you know, even championship contender at that point right. is not gonna wanna trade for someone like Anthony because they just have no use from it. It's more or less for a team that
3: yeah is rebuilding, right? Yep. right? Yep. And
6: and finding that player that doesn't necessarily need to be part of that rebuilding team but has enough value to add a lot of, uh, of uh, core aspects to a team like the Blazers.
2: That's yeah. a good point.
3: And I think as Blazer fans, we're fine with being absolutely horrible for a stretch of years. Like, the Lakers were horrible and then had all these picks, traded it for Anthony Davis, and then LeBron came in free agency. Granted, it's the Lakers, I understand, but we've gone through some tough years. We're willing to go through some tough years to give Dame all the help he needs. Yep.
1: And, and Sam, when you were mentioning there kind of what type of a team we're looking to you know, maybe make a deal with, I'm assuming you're thinking more of the Anferny type. Would you be willing to put a player like CJ McCollum on the table, even just to give Dame another look at a team or new foundation in his last couple years of true top of the league prime play?
6: Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I toy with this idea all the time. Right. That's and why I,
1: I asked you instead of answering it myself. Cause I'm too scared whoa. to answer. <laughs> yeah.
6: Yeah. I feel, I feel like everyone's too scared to, to, to answer it. It's something that Randall and I, you know, fortunately not that we have the opportunity to live with each other talk about quite a bit. Um, no wonder all your ideas are the it, exact I, same. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it depends, though, like what we get as a return and how the, the league views CJ as a player. Um, and I've seen like uh, some trade rumors. Well, these are all like Bleacher Report mock trades, but stuff that package... Um, C.J. McCollum to like a team like uh, the, the 76ers in return. It's always Philly. like it's always, it's always Philly.
2: Philly.
6: Yeah. yeah. And Tobias Harris, baby. I don't know. Like Simmons is a great playmaker, right? Um, and I th- certainly think his, his, uh, his ability would definitely take the ease off of Dame. But I don't know. It, it's a really tough question to answer because I love C.J. to death. I noticed, like, when you guys were giving your podcast the other day, everyone was wearing a CJ jersey. He's like, he's a guy that everyone respects, right? Right, Um, absolutely. But I I do think we need someone. I mean, in an ideal world, love to find someone that's like a Paul George. Exactly. I don't think we we could ever get to that level. Yeah, I don't think we we could ever get to that level. (laughs) But I'd certainly love to find someone who has uh, the defensive capability for sure, but that can also score as well. Yeah. And I, I'm not sure who that would be because I don't think we could package to get someone like Paul George, but maybe a lower tier is, is something I'd be yeah. looking for.
1: And Randall, I know uh who your favorite player is, so I'm wondering if you've worked out a deal in your head for us to obtain Kawhi Leonard or if if that's not in the cards for the Blazers this offseason.
5: Uh I don't I don't see the quad coming <laughs> up uh, up north, unfortunately. Um but no, I who,
1: think I think you're pretty safe there, but who else are you eyeballing? <laughs>
5: I, uh, obviously, you know, sticking with the 3-and-D theme, uh, I really wanted uh, Matisse Thiebel to be Love in the, the draft when child. we still uh, selected year uh, Little. Um, but really like Thiebel. The other player that I think we could trade for, uh, including Anthony, because they're not exactly a great team right now, that would be a really good player, would be Josh Okoji. Uh, oh, from the Minnesota. Minnesota, Minnesota nice um because he i can't remember how tall he is i think he's like six 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 five yeah um so maybe slightly undersized as a three um but he would be by far our best defender as well as someone who can cut to the rim and hit an occasional outside jumper um and i think our starting three should be much more d than three (laughs) <laughs> um, unless we trade CJ and we go more defensive minded at the two and then, um, try to add some offense or outside shooting elsewhere. Um, but I guess my one, a would be probably Josh Koji and one B would be a Batiste Stiebel as my wish list.
6: I would take hey, Connor. I know you're asking a bunch of questions, but I want to ask a question to you. Okay. Uh, what, what would you do with Zach Collins? So what do you think of him?
1: I'm pretty torn on Zach right now that I mean to follow kind of suit I'm I'm willing to look at trading Zach just because I think with it's got to be all about Damian Lillard and his timeline right now so Zach Collins obviously very good player very good young player and someone that's going to be in the league for what 10 plus years if he stays healthy I think Mm -hmm. but I don't know if he's going to be ready to do the job we need him to do in a Playoff, or if we're really serious about a championship, I don't know if he's at that level or will be at that level in the next two years. Just because there's still a lot of rough edges, and then this year he was obviously robbed because of injury. So I think he's a guy I'm looking personally at him and Anthony in a pair and seeing what we could get back from them, along with maybe then left pick too. Yeah, and then or even
2: they're still in a seer too. To like the package,
1: right? I just think Zach probably commands our biggest tag because he's he is a really good player, and it's nothing against him, like even as a, a blazer, I just don't think he fits the, if we're wanting a championship, I don't see where he is in the lineup outside of a backup four, but there's no way to keep him as your backup four while getting better players in front of him. I think you'd have to get rid of him to do that. So mm-hmm. in my opinion, I I think I'm ready to put Zach right there with Anthony on the block to see if we can get the proper value, not trying to force him out or like get Zach out of there for sure. Just if someone's willing to give us a young Matisse table and then like you can wrangle. I don't know. I, these teams are not on the like Philly and us and the Celtics. We got Matisse Thybulle and freaking Daniel Tice, who's even just a little more solid in terms of just you know a good power forward that's been in the league a while. I'd like something like that just to mix it up again for Dame's sake and just staying on that timeline. And then you keep CJ and Nurk in there, and you've got something new at least to experiment with. What do you What do you think, Sam? Real quick here on Zach.
6: Um, yeah, Randall and I, I keep on saying Randall and I, because we just always talk about this stuff, I'll stop <laughs> saying that. but, um, uh, we both agreed that we were a little disappointed with the progress of Zach Collins this year. Now, granted, he was out this entire year and dealt with a lot of injuries. And I was like, for the first handful of games at the beginning of the season, I was really impressed with the improvement of his shot. I mean, it seemed like so much more consistent with it. And he was like really comfortable with it. And he seemed like he had a lot of confidence, which was something... That I don't think we've seen in the past. Now, once we got to the to the bubble, it was a lot of inconsistencies that I think we all witnessed, and certainly like the defensive uh, mindset and, and uh, ability is there. Mm-hmm. But I think I think he's in a really interesting situation because I'm still not sure how we play him alongside someone like Nurk. Or wide side, right? Like I feel like for some reason, I think Zach would be much more comfortable just being like the five, and then uh-huh. kind of like who, someone said earlier, like having like a Carmelo at four, like a, a smaller lineup. So I think some of that could be situational, but I I think this is going to be a make or break year if we don't
3: trade him. That also, um, sorry to cut you off, Sam. But if Zach starts hitting consistently from the three and the mid range, that changes yeah. everything. Yeah, and did, yeah.
2: and he was at the start of the season, totally. which, uh, which is yeah, unfortunate definitely. that after his injury, yeah. it seemed that he kind of almost took a step back. Uh-huh. Like um, I'm
3: talking ten to twelve points yeah. a game, almost, you know, like
2: Sam totally nailed it. Zach is not a four. And he's he's seven yeah. one. He's a center, and he always has been a center. So it seems weird that we I, we don't really have a choice this year. It's like we have Whiteside and Nurk, and obviously we didn't have Nurk at the start of the year. So who else are we going to pair next to Whiteside? We didn't really have a choice. So I think if you know if we if we don't have Whiteside back next year, which is a possibility, um, you could potentially bring in someone who could start at the four, and you could move Zach to the bench. Yeah, where I actually think I he think would probably be idea. better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm yeah. I think we're all on the same page here.
6: And the I was, oh, go ahead, Sam. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. Um back to the trade options though with Anthony and Zach Collins. I was just kind of browsing through different teams and then it came up across the Phoenix Suns. I don't know if, if this would happen, but I would be so comfortable with a deal to, to trade for one of their small forwards. Yep. Because I look at their Uber team right now and they have like three solid power or three solid small forwards. We could honestly probably play to stretch four if we wanted to go small. But Along with, like, uh, is it Cam Johnson, Kelly uh, Oubre, Millic- and then Kelly Oubre and Bridges. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't see the Suns keeping all three of those. Right. And I think Zach, I think it could be an interesting package because Zach, Coll- they, they need a defensive guy like Zach Collins. Right. Yep. Right. Who's bigger. And I think they could use someone. Well, they definitely need a point guard. And I don't think Anthony's a true point guard, but he could be a solid backup too for them, or you know, power or a combo guard for them off the bench. I don't know. I'm just kind of spitballing right now. I I thought that would be kind of interesting.
1: That would be interesting. And they kind of fit that mold of a team that's like on the verge of the playoffs, but obviously the Blazers were able to keep them out by a game or a half game this year. (laughs) So they're, they're probably willing to try something like that to shake it up a tiny bit, as long as they don't have to give up anything out of their core, AKA Devin Booker. So I, I think that's an interesting team there. The Suns. Randall, I wanted to go back to you here and just get your opinion on how you enjoyed the bubble as a, a fan especially a fan of the Blazers but more what were your likes and dislikes did you think it made the games better or worse kind of how you viewed the bubble obviously it's not something the NBA is going to look to continue in non-pandemic times but um, just kind of your experience with it if you got the same fulfillment you felt like you would have out of the normal NBA playoffs
5: yeah uh, I definitely did Um, I thought the NBA like did a great job the The caliber of basketball at the start was obviously a little less quality, but um, I mean, the playoff games, even without fans, have a playoff feel, I guess, kind of atmosphere to it, uh, which I think is a testament to how serious the players are taking it, um, as well as just the bubble as a whole. Um, So, overall, I really enjoyed it. Um, Didn't, uh, or it did help that Dame was going for 50 a night for a good stretch of it. Um, Definitely good. Uh, entertainment there. Uh, Things or a thing that is probably not so good would be uh, I think Sam's going to go on a rant with this one, but uh, is the referee. Uh, I think in general, the refs maybe without crowd noise notice more things or hear more things. And so the games just seem to be called tighter or more nitpicky in general, and especially against the Lakers when LeBron gets every call as is. Um, doesn't I don't know. There, there were stretches of the Blazer Lakers series, even when the games were close, where it, it was just ugly basketball, um, in, in my opinion. So, um, I don't know. I kind of hate to shit on the refs, so I don't know if it's their fault, but maybe like the lack of noise made them call games slightly
3: different. I, I think you nailed it. I don't know if it's the refs' fault specifically, but something has to change because it's ruining in my opinion, like, my viewing experience. Because all I'm waiting for is a whistle to get blown on each defensive possession, and and we're just waiting for free throws each time. And what are you supposed to do, a guy against... Like, you have to body LeBron up. He's, like, 400 pounds and just a freak of nature. Like, what do you... You can't not touch that guy. You have to body him up. And every time you body him, he just draws a foul. So, I mean, I I don't know what it is. I can get going and I'll just start rambling, but something has to change with the rest.
1: Sam, it sounds like you were a little worked up over the officiating as well. I think we all can agree for sure on that. Um, kind of expected when you play LA, but I never realized how bad it was. Did you feel the same? Uh,
6: yeah, I mean, I think there's some inconsistencies, but I think it just goes back to the point that um, I think they are... Calling these fouls like too closely. And I think you guys did a bit uh, the other day saying, like, the game needs to be more physical right and i i'm not saying like it needs to go like wwe style where exactly you know, we're just fouling and, and hacking people i'm sure that would be entertaining
1: how sick would it be but... to see a stone-cold stunner in the middle of a game though <laughs> <laughs> damian lillard for three no it's a stone-cold <laughs> stunner from russell westbrook <laughs> sorry
6: keep going right, but I, I think the, the the best thing about the playoffs is that it's it's known to be physical yeah i think Throughout my lifetime, what I've witnessed is, like, people are going to play harder, but the lesser, the rest are going to let them play. Yep. And I think that's the beauty of of, uh, of the playoffs. And so I'm just worried where the direction of officiating has gone. It seems like the NBA has gone a little soft in, in my perspective. Um, and I, I don't think that's the restful. I just think that's how the rules are set currently. Exactly. And I completely agree with whoever was...
1: I think that was Kyle
6: earlier, Kyle, but like, I completely agree where I feel like every play that we do and even the players, I think you can see it are like asking for a foul just because someone may have like slightly touched them. But in my mind, that shouldn't be called a foul. Like you should just let the the game going. And like one of the Blazer games, I think it was either the the fifth or fourth, like the first quarter was just like all free throws. Right. I mean, and it was all for the, the Lakers, but it was just like, you know, can we just let this game go like this is hard to watch
1: and especially I think one thing I noticed with the refereeing against LA more so and we we touched on this last episode as well but is how much of an impact it makes being a superstar to getting calls Anthony Davis and LeBron and I guess Damian Lillard as well, if we're being honest. They get so many more calls out there than anyone else. And obviously, I think this stuck out because when you're watching AD and LeBron play, it's what everyone's already reiterated. Every time AD even shot an elbow range jump shot, he'd just stick his leg out, fall down, and they'd have to call something like 70% of the time because there is contact, but he's enforcing, I don't know, super frustrating how uh, yeah imbalanced well, it is even say... between the players on the court.
6: Yeah, I'd also say that, I'm not trying to be a biased Blazers fan here, but I also Oh I mean, please no, do. No, that's, that's what we do. Please but, do. That's no, what no, we do. But <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to play like the middleman too. And like we would have won some of these games uh before the playoffs if it hadn't been for these calls that the refs called the totally. game. Totally fair enough. I mean, he's so good at creating those He fouls. gets them too.
1: He g- he does get things. He the gets
6: them hundred percent. So it, it it obviously goes both ways, but as a whole, the NBA should not be calling those fouls well, because these players look for them.
3: Sam, you nailed it because the main issue here is that begging for fouls and talking to the ref is now just part of the game. And you have to work the refs and you have to try and get on their side where they're going to be looking for fouls on you because they call so many of them. So I just hate how, um I don't know, talking to the refs and looking for foul calls is part of it now.
1: Yeah, it's definitely part of the game. I think uh, we've seen that come about, especially when you watch guys like LeBron and James Harden play enough. It's, It's definitely become a skill in its own right is how you can flop. All right, fellas. I think that'll wrap it up for this episode. Gone a little long, but, you know, we had to celebrate what was a very, very fun season for Rip City and the Portland Trailblazers came to an end a little sooner than we would like. Wanted to give a huge shout out to Sam Lee and Randall Tanner. Thank you two for calling in, giving us some of your time tonight. I know everyone's going to love the fresh takes. They uh, get tired of hearing Tyler's voice all the time. is what I've been told. So it's nice to have both of you with us. Um, some terrible takes about fun ramen, but we'll get past that. And I think we'll uh, look to have you both on again.
5: It's pho. uh, Thank you for having us. It was a great time as always. Miss you guys greatly. You too, Tom. Um, And uh, I guess to input a future discussion, if you do another pod this offseason, it'd be interesting to discuss which teams in the West don't make the playoffs next year with uh, seemingly healthy Warriors, the Grizzlies one year better, Phoenix on the rise. And I just think the West is uh, very stacked. And so that is a... uh, podcast i'd love to hear you guys' opinion
1: on we're always looking for ideas especially come the off season so we will definitely yes. address that thank you randy uh, i think tom has a quick uh shout out for you
5: uh i just want
4: to let you know you're lucky that we're uh stuck in quarantine for turkey bowl this year <laughs> <laughs> i would have gone five for five two touchdowns and you have an excuse finally
1: <laughs> for those who don't know uh randall and tom have been engaged in what a five-year it's a uh, wide receiver he cornerback. Was he was a five.
4: I am, years. baby.
1: <laughs> These two play some hardcore turkey bowl action all against each other. Uh, the yeah. rest of us just try not to get hurt, but they're out there throwing down all pro level skill.
4: Use the quarantine to put on some weight is all I'm telling you, Randy. Oh,
1: there you go. Pods Tom checking in with us. Tom,
5: what's what's your uh, like average catch in yardage when we uh, match up? It's like, what, one for four and a half? He's asking
1: what your average catch is when they match up. He's saying it's like four and a half yards
5: per catch. Yeah,
4: I might only get two catches a game, but it is far more than four yards. They're tutties. They're
5: they're, they're big ones. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's when Jack switches on you, and oh, yeah. <laughs> you don't even know where Jack. Don't is
1: get at. me started on Jack's defense in the Turkey Bowl. That'll <laughs> be a podcast episode on its own. <laughs> 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 Sam, want to give you a chance to sign off as well and say thank you for calling in. Uh, I. I, I was excited to talk to you. I was extra excited to ask you about Carmelo though. I'm just got to be honest.
6: Yeah, no, I appreciate you bringing that up. Uh, <laughs> definitely definitely a, definitely a good topic uh, for debate. I appreciate you guys having me on. Hope to play basketball with you guys soon, and and Randall, I
3: don't know what I'm going to do with you, but we're, we'll talk more about fun, <laughs> yeah. Robin, later tonight. <laughs> yeah, all, all I'm going to say is Sam's on my team, bro. Sam's yeah, that's on my what team. I,
1: that, I brought up the Carmelo thing because you absolutely served us all buckets last time we played, so, so I had to get some team. redemption on the mic since you got us on the court. So okay, <laughs> thank you too for calling in. Uh, we'll definitely have yeah, you back on over this off season. We love talking to you, and I know everyone's going to love this episode. Talk to you guys soon. Oh, yeah,
3: we'll see you. Thanks, too. guys. See yeah, ya. thanks, boys. Take it easy.
1: Peace. All righty, that wraps up our Blazer Talk this episode. Um, I think we're still going to go ahead and ice the episode. I know we're going we a little long it. here. Gotta we got to ice, gotta gotta ice it. it. Tom's been itching over there. We took away his mic, so he he hasn't been able to talk quite yet. We're going to plug him back in. Get to Tom's topic. Free business out of the week, and then we'll get you all out of here. Alrighty, got Tom all back and plugged in, so I'm going right to you, Tom. I know we just uh, sat you on the bench there for a good 30, 40 minutes, but need to know you've had some time to stew over it, should I say pho over it, for today's episode. Thank you. Uh, Connor's dad joke of the week, as always. Tom, hit us with your topic.
4: Um, I just wanted to play one short clip for you guys. Uh, Looking here, I found this cool article. The New Guinea singing dog, an extremely (laughs) rare breed, is best known for its unique barks and howls, is able to make uh, harmonic sounds that have been compared to the calls of a humpback whale.
3: No way. if
4: they thought they were extinct or close to it, but they are doing well in New Guinea. These things are pretty cute. But let's just, I have not heard what they sound like, so let's (laughs) see if the description meets what they say. (laughs) Once I skip this ad in.
1: Three. Well, so hey, here's your free business out of free the
4: week, business Tom. business
3: out of the week is Roundup. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> we don't endorse Roundup.
0: That
1: just sounds like me after I've stubbed my toe. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sounds like
3: a coyote. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> okay, cut that, off. That
4: I will not be giving my free shout-out of the week to CNN, because that does not sound harmonic at all.
1: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Yo, where did the word harmonic come from? Yeah. The one thing is, I will shout out CNN. I know what first dog I'm getting. <laughs> no, <I> w- <laughs> can you imagine? Kyle, you're sleeping Colin. there at night, and just no. all of a sudden...
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's like that little, voice <laughs> <little> I <laughs> mean, the, the little voice sounded cracking. like Tyler earlier I mean, in the episode. Cool, but like New Guinea just has coyotes for pets.
2: That's
1: what it sounded like. Yeah. At least it I, did
3: sound like that. Yeah. I mean, I think we maybe make
2: that noise it. pretty easily. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I'm. I'm
1: a little. Someone's upset just with this a good time, topic. Tom. What I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler, always got your mind in the gutter. Have yeah. you spent your thirty mil in the strip club I yet? I did. Not all right. <laughs> within seven days. Oh my god,
2: that take was so bad. Sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> So bad could it be the core's cold you, take as we enter Free Business? Well that was ads. last no, episode,
2: was so last it can't be the course like so. cold take of the episode. Do you know what will there be? There were a lot of cold takes on this oh! episode. <laughs> there were a lot of cold takes on this episode, so it's hard to pick one. Um, and it's definitely between one of you two. Either I'm going Tyler. Yes! With yes. saying he is a Beard Eye Backyard champion. Oh, yeah. you're yeah. salty. Tyler didn't even <laughs> play Beard salty. Eye until after college, and he comes out claiming that he wins a tournament, and then he comes out saying he's just this big-time Slanger. champion. He's probably played maybe four times Slanger. in his Slanger. life, just a hard time Cal- with that Did one. we go to
3: college together, Kyle? Yes. No, <laughs> no. no <laughs> we did not, people. He doesn't know what I did in college. He doesn't know me. <laughs> I am a champion. <laughs> Tyler, yes,
1: as a, as a champion, where <laughs> <laughs> are you going to champion
3: as your free business out of the week? Uh, Fort George Brewery in Astoria, oh, Oregon house, is uh, my <laughs> free business so out of the lame. week. Some of the best beer in town. A little bit of history for you uh, fine ladies and gentlemen out there. Founded in March 1811 by Captain Jonathan Thorne, Oh, <laughs> this was Astoria. Astoria was founded in 1811. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you just, you thought Fort George had been going. Yeah, I'm sorry. They appreciate the
1: beaches. Are <laughs> they were able to make it through prohibition. Fort George somehow. was named
3: after King George III. Under a temporary British authority during the War of 1812, after 200 years, Astoria is the oldest American settlement west of the Rockies. That's just some facts about Astoria, and in Astoria is Fort George, where you should drink beer. Okay. Fort George.
1: I like that. Yeah. I Fort like George. that. That's my house. I think this week I am going to go with uh Jolly Rancher's new gummy. It's oh. these exploding or maybe it's Sour Patch. I'm, I'm forgetting. Right. It's Jolly Rancher. It's Jolly totally Rancher? It right. Okay. Yeah. There's I've these gummies with the liquid in the middle. that It's just like a gusher, Tyler, okay. to answer that question. And yes, I would still rip gushers all day long if they were easier <laughs> to find. Gushers are one of the go- But yeah. combine
2: a Sour Patch kit, too, because it's like all Then you got some sour on there, Ty. Yes, yes.
1: And then the thing about Jolly Rancher that I appreciate with their can and why they're getting my free business out of the week is they never lack the flavor even if it's watermelon tom uh they always (laughs) bring the flavor and it's always delicious especially watermelon
3: tom watermelon is (laughs) one of the best uh that's why i was
1: so pissed at him last week when he said it was his bad combination of the week
3: saying watermelon he must be a blue raspberry guy Uh, that is a good one
2: yeah
1: all right we've ran long and our brains are fried at this point so without any further haste let's go and wrap this one up yep till next week Hey, until next Maybe season. look
3: for a little something special. Oh, next that's day. right.
1: How could I forget, Tyler? I don't, I don't know. We've got a little something special in the works. So listen in next week. We should have a big announcement to start the episode. Yes. Really excited about it. Stay tuned with us. Tell your friends about us at Backyard Blazers on Instagram and Twitter. If you have any ideas for the podcast or any topics, or if you want to come on as a guest, just like Sam and Randall did today, we'd love to hear from you. Just get, reach out to us, DM us, however you want to do it. Now, until next time. Yes. Till next season, unfortunately. Yes. Go Blazers! Go, Go Blazers!
0: Blazers. Go Blazers. To Roy. This is A three wins the series. It's Lillard. He got the shot off.